We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The hottest next tape you'll find online. Next all day. We bleed blue and orange. This is Knicks Fan TV, your one-stop shop for the ultimate New York Knicks fan experience. News, rumors, debates, post-game live streams featuring live callers. Let's go Knicks, baby! And now, your host, CP, the NY Fanatic. All right, here we go. Salute to Knicks Nation on this Wednesday morning, an early matinee edition of Knicks Fan TV Game of the Week preview. CP the Franchise, Alex Rotaros, and our special guest. He's been a lifelong uh, member of the Dallas Mavericks, including color commentary, but we remember him as the (laughs) original number 11 who was making noise for the New York Knicks and brought him all the way to the NBA Finals. His third appearance on the show, friend of the program, Derek Harper in the building. We're going to break down this Knicks versus Mavericks matchup preview, uh, the key matchups, the key storylines, and everything in between, man. So hit the like button, hit the share button, and subscribe to the channel. Another edition of Knicks Fan TV Game of the Week preview presented by Underdog Fantasy. So to everybody in the chat, hit that thumbs up button for you boys. Harp, welcome back, man. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Well, it's afternoon for you if you're in New York, Getting right? there, yeah. <laughs> it's good to see you guys, man. I always enjoy hanging out with you. Absolutely, man. O- always enjoy your, your takes and insight and, and having you on the show as well. Uh, let's get right into it, man. Both teams coming into this matchup roughly around the same record. Uh, this New yeah. York Knicks team is 5-0. and They've been transformed by, by the OG Ananobi trade. What, what's your, been your impressions of the New York Knicks so far? Man, they, they let go some good pieces for them. First of all, RJ Barrett, I was a fan of his. Uh, I like quickly as well. But I think what they get in OG, OB is uh, a guy that really understands the game and can fit anywhere. There's a reason why everybody was – he was so, so sought after uh, at, right before the trade deadline next month. But the kid uh, ha- has really made a smooth transition because he's not trying too hard. I think a lot of times you get traded. I know it happened for me when I got traded from Dallas to New York. I was trying too hard. I was trying to prove myself at the same time. You don't want to rough any feathers, if you would. You want to try to fit 
and you want it to be as smooth as possible. You want the transition to be easy, and he's done a good job of that. He's playing his game, and quickly in Barrett, you had uh, ball stoppers, and that's not a bad thing. They, they, the ball has to move. There has to be a flow. We know Jalen is going to have the ball most of the time, and I think OG fits that, that mode a little bit better than those two guys did, and as a result, I think the trade was phenomenal for the Knicks. Yeah, I thought I think it's been great for the Knicks so far. You just see the ball movement is much better. I mean, there's much more spacing with Isaiah Hartenstein out there, too, is playing at another level. This Knicks offense has just been clicking, and defensively, they've taken a step up, too. What when you see like when you see OG out there, I know you talk about RJ and IQ being a ball stopper. Do you think because when you got traded to the Knicks, the Knicks needed a point guard, the Knicks needed like impact from you yeah. right away, like, but it's different, like being the point guard, being that lead initiator. Uh, you know, there's a lot more responsibility with that. For OG, he just has to come in and just be a role player, play tough defense, and, and just make timely cuts and hit the be efficient on ball. Yeah. Do you think there's a level, a different level of like, like easiness to transition in that way when you don't have to be that yeah. primary guy? Yeah, and 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 you know, you say he he's just going to play a role, and he is, but it's a very significant role. It's a role where I think the Knicks, the players, Randall. Uh, Brunson, Hart, everybody that's there, Coach Thibodeau, I think they realize that this guy can explode as well. And he has some 25, 30-point games in him. And there will come a time when you're trying to make a, a run to the playoffs and to, for a championship, there comes a time where you need everybody to have one or two of those nights. And that's where I think he's a little bit more than just a role player. Surely he's going to play his role primarily throughout the year because it's a long season, but I think he gives you a little bit more than that. He can shoot the three. You talked about him being able to space the floor, but he can defend as well, and he's an excellent rebounder. He's just a solid all-around guy, and if he can get to 16, 17 points a game for this team, I think he's at 12 or 14 right now, close to to those two. Um, I think once he gets really comfortable, you'll see some big scoring nights from OG, because he's a flat-out baller, and He's quiet, but he's tough. He's a tough-minded kid uh, that that that's kind of no nonsense, and that will do some dirty work for you as well. When you can guard three, four positions, then you're very valuable to to your squad. All right, Pat. How do you see him making uh, Jalen Brunson and, and Julius Randle's life a lot easier? How, how do you see uh, OG impacting those two guys going forward? Yeah, that's a, that's an excellent question. Uh, JB has the ball all the time for this big team, so. I think the screen setting, setting the big screen and roll, screen and pop, all of those different things, uh, OG has the ability to do. Um, how he's going to help Jalen the most is that he's not going to be in his way. When you have a bunch of guards, that, that's why small ball works and goes so far, because I think smaller guys get in each other's way. He's a legit 6'6", six, 6'7", six, six, player that has good feet, that can move around, that can run the floor, he just brings so many different intangibles until I don't, I don't think he just helps Julius and, and, and Jalen, but I think he helps the overall makeup of the Knicks team. They did a great job. Uh, you know, th- there's a reason why everybody wanted him, and uh, the Knicks are very fortunate to have him because I think when everything, all the dust settles, I think the Knicks are going to be right there. I think they're fourth right now in the Eastern yeah. Conference with an opportunity to be uh, – 
to be scary for anybody that they face. They're not afraid of anybody. I don't think they were prior to the trade, but right now they yeah. certainly have to feel a little bit better about their chances against hell, they just beat Philly. They just yeah. beat uh, Minnesota. Minnesota, yeah, yeah, which was the, the hottest team in the league. Both those teams have been good all year, and all that does is just brings you more confidence as a team. And you know, like I told you about Jalen a long time ago, he's the snake, the head of the snake, and he's the guy that I think adding a guy like OG with him, I think that quiet confidence is really going to come to fruition for the Knicks. Yeah, moving forward. And, and and one of the things with with uh, Brunson Harp and you know last time you were on this show you you said this was a slam dunk no brainer move for the Knicks and and it's been proven yeah. to to be that way just watching this kid play and then in this year you know he's at twenty five points per game six re six assists forty two percent from downtown but he's really excelled right. in in his pull up threes man he's really stepping into that that three point uh, arsenal he's looking even better a couple of things about JB one he's not gonna let anything deter him from being himself, meaning that shooting, missing two or three shots, a lot of times guys get down on themselves and they're not as confident. Not Jalen Brunson. Whatever whatever is going on, he's going to stay in that moment. As far as making the threes and, and, and doing all the offensive things that he's doing this year, all that tells you is that he's worked on his game, Case. I mean, the guy, the guy's relentless relentlessly working on his game during the year, during the offseason, you don't improve or stay great just sitting around resting on your morals, right? You have to stay the course of it. And I mean, for an 82-game season, you have to stay in there. Um, I think his teammates trust him a lot more. I know Thibodeau does because he keeps him out on the floor all the time, if yeah. you notice. But um, just, just sensational. Jalen will make the all-star team. Uh, this year, I think I mentioned that last year that I thought he'd be an all-star in New York. One, the market is New York. It's the mecca of the game and all eyes are there. And I think a little, he caught people off guard a little bit. People, you know, you, you argue John Morant went out. So Jalen is taking that spot as one of the top five or six point guards in this league. Jalen is his own own player out on the floor. Dame, Dame is different. Kyrie Irving is different. Um, all those guys are different, but I think most coaches have a fundamental mindset. And when it comes to that, the fundamentals of basketball and playing the right way, you couple that with his skill set, he's uh, he's going to be an all-star this year and for years to come, in my opinion. What was the most surprising thing about Brunson last season? Because when we did have those discussions last year when the Knicks acquired Brunson, you know, it it was one thing to see that we were going to get a steady point guard, but to see, yeah. you said, great point guard, like he's entering that superstardom. What has been one of the biggest traits, like whether it's on the court, off his, the court? His, yeah, that's a great question. Uh, his demeanor. You know, New York can rile you a little bit. You know, like New York can shake you up. They said if you could make it in New York, you could play anywhere. And I, I agree with that statement because you guys know that the fan base in Manhattan, they're going to give it to you if you're not giving it to them. Does that make sense? Yeah. If you're not balling yeah. out, then, then you're going to hear it. You're, it's not going to be quiet for you. It's not going to be easy for you. And JB just seems to have a very a, a surreal mindset to, to block out the noise. You know, I, I watched some of those games last year in the playoffs, and, you know, after the game, you get to see how the fans are reacting to certain players. And 
they love Jalen Brunson. They they embraced him in a very uh, positive way, and I think it just helped him to uh, but to to do what he did last year. But he's just he's going to be him no matter what. And you love that about a point guard, a guy of cal- uh, the caliber of Jalen Brunson. Well, once again, we are talking to Derek Harper. Salute to everybody in the chat. Throw number 11 in the chat to salute Derek Harper. Salute Jalen Brunson, man. Salute to all the Knicks fans <laughs> on this Wednesday morning. Uh, Harp on those Mavericks. Again, similar record to the Knicks. Obviously, Luka Doncic once again having an MVP caliber season. Kyrie yes, Irving sir. coming back from his injury and, and spearheading that, that two-headed monster. What's been your impression so far of, of uh, this, this new-look Mavericks team? They're, they've been surprising, case to say the least. Um, I don't think anybody had Dallas playing as well as they played after last year, them not totally being on the same page after the trade. I think it took them some time to find cohesion as a backcourt, but now it's their backcourt that carries them. You mentioned Kyrie coming back from injury. And I mean, you've been watching Kyrie for a long time. You know how sensational yeah. he is when he's right as a player. But I, I just feel like they found their niche. They're better in the open court. Uh, they're getting more baskets in transition. Uh, the kid Lively is fantastic. Fantastic as a big guy and can really give you what you need in the middle. I think we are a backup center, a legit backup center away from really being able to make some noise in the Western Conference. I don't, I don't know if, um, if Minnesota is the gauge or not, yeah. but the Mavericks handled them the other night in a very close game where Kyrie and Luka went for almost 70 points, 70-plus points yeah. that particular night. And when you have that kind of firepower, you have a chance to win every night. There's no doubt about it. Um, they're improving defensively. And the, the, the other thing is that you, you have to think that you're good. And I think having two superstar-type players, the morale of the team is a very cocky, in a good way, very cocky, confident basketball team, night in and night out. And there's not a night that the Mavericks suit up. They don't think that they have a chance to win. I don't care if it's Denver. I don't care if it's Milwaukee, Philadelphia. You're going to have to play the beat Dallas. Are you worried at all about Luca's minutes? Because I know it's also due to Kyrie being out as well because he's getting yes. close to 38 minutes. Do you think the Dallas Mavericks need a, a backup guard as well just to make sure that Luca's could be fresh for the playoffs? You know, there, there's a log jam at, at guard for the Mavericks. <laughs> they have plenty of guys that they, they can't do what Luca do, does as a player. But, I, you know, when you start talking about tired, I always look at a guy's age, right? Luca's 24. So a lot of minutes, if anybody can, can, can grin and bear it, it'll be a guy like that. I, I just don't see, you know, maybe in the old days when we were flying commercial all over all the time from, from, from coast to coast, maybe I would say tired. But, man, these guys have it made when it comes to convenience as far as the, uh, the, the season, the private flying. You know, when you're right there with them, you see that it's a lot different. And I think here and there, uh, Jason Kidd will find a way to rest him, get him some, some, some proper rest. But it's hard to keep him off the floor. He wants to play. He's one of those guys that basketball is his life. He enjoys it to the fullest. He's a new father as well. So, I mean, he, he's just enjoying himself. 
And worried, I think, would be a stretch. I, I think you have to be smart and do your due diligence on where he is as a player and where his, uh, his mindset is on being out there all the time. But there will be times where you can get him some rest for sure. Harper, on, on this Mavericks defense, you did mention Lively, but he's been out, so they've been a bit shorthanded. Yeah. No, no Dante Exum as well. Uh, just from a matchup standpoint, you know, they showed some good things against Minnesota. What have yeah. you, you know, what have you attributed to their success on the defensive end? Is it more on the effort side? Is it tactically? What have you seen in terms of the, the improved uh, Mavericks defense? You guys are full of good questions. I, I, I think the thing for the Mavericks is their team defense has gotten better. Lively has given them a, pres- a presence protecting the rim, and that's something they've never had here. And I think when you have that, your guys around the perimeter feel like they can take more chances, they can be more aggressive, because you do have some rim protection, if you would. And uh, just, and over, Luka Doncic is talking about defending now. That's, you know, you start talking about his triple doubles, he wants to say, don't forget about my defense. Kyrie Irving, not known for his defense, but Kyrie is a competitor and never going to allow somebody to just walk all over him on the floor. Um, Derrick Jones Jr. has been a pleasant surprise. Grant Williams, even though those guys, their offense comes and goes throughout the year, they have been surprise defenders as well. The makeup of the team. And let me give Nico Harris, Michael Finley, the Mavericks front office, some credit as well. Because when I initially saw the Mavericks roster, it got my attention because it wasn't what I thought it was going to be, if you would, on paper. But then when you see the guys out on the floor playing together, protecting each other on drives and just playing, Exum has been fantastic as well uh, as a defender. You, you, You see them out there in action And it's a perfect fit. I I tell you what, if Dallas can get Drummond from Chicago, Mm. someone of that Mm. nature, look out. Western Conference, look out. Denver, look out. Philly, look out. Milwaukee, Boston, because they'll be right there in the mix when it comes to uh, advancing during the spring. Now, last night's loss to the Grizzlies, Jason Kidd, Kyrie Irving, a lot of the Mavs were on record by saying it was a letdown game. Uh, as, as a former player yourself, it, does it concern you that, you know, they get up for the Timberwolves and, and have a, an impressive win and then against a very shorthanded Mavericks team, no John Morant, no Triple J, they lose in that fashion. I mean, is that just part of the ebbs and flows of a season or is there reason to be concerned about, you know, their ability to get up or be let down by certain games? You know, I, when, when I look at a, a game like last night, I, 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 I go right to maturity, you know, and I, I think you have to be mature enough to look at your opponent, opponent and, and bring the right disposition, case, if you would, to a lesser opponent. Back in the day when Chicago was winning championships, they killed lesser teams. When Boston was winning championships, they killed uh, – Lesser, lesser opponents. When we were in New York in 94, we had no problem against lesser opponents because we were mature enough to realize that that, that, that theory of any given Sunday is real. And if you don't, you don't take the, the, the right approach, then quite frank, man, anybody can beat you. We know that. I don't care how much better on paper you are. You have to come to play. You have to tap the, the, the strings and put your sneakers on and go out there and, and play against that opponent. 
And they didn't do that last night. As a result, they came in second, which is better than third. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Let's move to Knicks Nation. Thank you all for tuning in for another matinee edition of Game of the Week preview. We got our special guest, Derek Harper, covers the Dallas Mavericks, former number 11, the original number 11, as CP said. Now we got another Dallas Maverick who plays for the New York Knicks. We're in number 11. That is one Jalen Brunson. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shea Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shea Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dom- Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina Wine Mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Derek Harper, I gotta ask you. I gotta ask you. This, I gotta ask you this question: With the defense looking for the Mavericks the way it is when it comes to second chance opportunities in the paint uh, and allowing fast break points, this is a weakness that I see for the Dallas Mavericks. Somewhere that the Knicks can thrive right now, you know, where you have the Knicks who are essentially top ten in all categories since the OG Ananobi trade. Mm-hmm. Is that a big concern for you when you watch this Mavericks team going against a hot New York Knicks Nick team? Um. I, I'm genuinely looking that for sure because, you know, you talk about second shots. Those are possessions which are very valuable for any team any every single night. So I, I'm definitely going to keep my eye on that. But I'm going to go to the backcourt, man, as far as the key for tonight's game or tomorrow night, beg your pardon. I, I, I just think guards, good guards, have a lot to say about wins and losses. The one upside for Milwaukee, you got two guys and, and some to some degree coming back home. Jalen played here with Luca, with Jimmy Hardaway Jr., with a lot of guys, Dwight Powell, with a lot of guys that's on the Mavericks roster still. Julius Randle is actually from this area. Yeah. He played his high school basketball 
right here at Prince of Peace, not Prince of Peace, but Prestonwood High School. My daughter actually went to school there mm. when he was there. But nonetheless, I just think when teams are evenly matched, which we agree that they are, these two teams are evenly matched, even record-wise, I think it comes down to who's the best in the backcourt. Those are the decision makers, the guys that are going to make other people better or not. And I just think, you know, New York is going to have to deal with Kyrie and Luka. And the Mavericks are going to have to deal with Jalen Brunson and Julius Randle. So that those the one-two punch of those four guys, I think, will decide this game. And there's always a possibility that somebody out of the others, out of that group, can step up and, uh, and have a, a big game. But I think it's going to come down to that. I'm looking forward to the matchup. Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to that one, man. I have to think you would probably see uh, Ananobi start off on, on Luka, and then you can probably have uh, Dante DiVincenzo drawing Kyrie Irving. How do you see the matchup from the Mavs standpoint on Brunson? Do you think, you know, a lot of teams have tried to throw bigger wings, more lengthy yeah. wings on him. Do you see, think Derek Jones will draw that assignment? Where, where do you think the Mavericks will go in, in terms of trying to corral Jalen Brunson? Man, that I... I, I'm thinking that Kyrie is going to start on him. Mm. But to the point that you just made, Case, I think it's going to be a variety of guys. I don't think one guy can really slow Brunson down. you got to throw him some different looks. He's shown all year with his very uh, methodical, unorthodox style of play offensively that he can get buckets. And if Jalen is making his three, look out. He's going to have a big night. Again, the key is don't try to do too much because yeah. he's coming back here. And if I'm not mistaken, he missed the game he missed last year. Here last year, yeah. If, yeah. if I'm not mistaken, case. Yeah. And I, I think he'll be anxious and excited to be back at the American Airlines Center. They love Jalen here uh, side by side with Luca. But uh, you know, you asked about Luca too. I think. Good luck trying to stop Luca. Nobody can stop Luca. You can love him or hate him, but the dude is a walk, a walking triple double, man. I mean, he's averaging 33 points a game, nine assists, about eight rebounds, and he plays at his pace. If you find a way to speed him up, then you may have a chance. But Luca is he should be right there, one, two, three, MVP this year, because he has been off the charts, man. Yeah. He's uh He's carried this team. We also talked about Kyrie had missed 11, 12 straight games, and the team didn't skip a beat. Mm. That points to Luka Doncic, his, uh, his ability to, uh, to put a team on his back, and he's done that for the Mavs all year. To tr truly uh, being able to elevate the team, uh, I like the Knicks' advantage from a size standpoint in the in the front court. Yeah. Uh, Julius Randle really changing his shot diet this year, Harp, opting to drive yeah. more to the basket, using his size and agility because on most nights he's got a mismatch on him. I mean, there's not too many yeah. nights you could put a guy who's physically, uh, you know, comparable to Julius Randle that can keep him in front of him. Sometimes he has difficulty getting past more of those stockier guards like Drew Holiday yeah. seems to have success against him. But uh -huh. other than that, when, when Randall has that size mismatch, he's going to, to the hole as a dog. And then you got Hartenstein also having a, a good year in Mitchell Robinson's absence as well. So I think uh, that's, a, that's a key advantage for the Knicks in this matchup. And then that, that is a great point, the Hartenstein. Your partner mentioned Hartenstein early when we, before we got on the air. And I, I think he's, he, he's missed – misread. This kid has really ex ex accepted a, a new role and has been sensational because 
I think he's able to surprise people. I don't think people are expecting what he's bringing. He's more than an energy player. You know, when I look at bigs, I'm always looking at their hands, whether or not they have soft hands. They can catch the basketball in traffic, whether or not their footwork is good enough to maneuver in a very crowded area in the paint. And he has all of that. And he knows how to play off of Jalen and, and, and Randall. I mean, there's no stopping Randall. The only thing I'll say about Julius Randall, and I love him as a player, I've been watching him for a long time, is every now and then his shot selection can be suspect. Mm, mm. And when if you if you get the Julius Randall that's in a tap mode uh, for 40, 48 minutes, you're getting a, a beast, an animal, like you said, because he's so physical. He'll back you down, go right over the top of you. He'll bang you a little bit and get you off of him to score in, in the paint. It's one of these matchups, man, where I, I don't like to quote other guys, but T.O. say get your popcorn ready. <laughs> That's definitely one of those games tomorrow night that you want to yeah. get your popcorn ready and be ready to, uh, to enjoy a great matchup. I, I'm looking forward to it. I'll shoot you a text during the game. Absolutely, 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 Bob. We'll, we'll yeah. be looking forward to it. And after last year's uh, theatrics, Luka Doncic and, and the, the the last oh, second. Wonder, 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 I, I, you know, the one thing I'll never forget yeah. as far as my little broadcast career <laughs> is concerned, when, when Luka was on the, the free throw line that particular game, I said to the viewers, "Stranger, I've seen stranger things happen. And damn if Luka didn't pull off the strangest thing <laughs> for the year, I rebounded that basketball and put it back in. It was absolutely mayhem at the American Airlines Center that night. So these guys are not lacking drama when they see each other. You know, Harp, you mentioned Isaiah Hartenstein for a second, being like uh, a Is it Hartstein or Hartstein? Hartstein? I think he says Stein is how it's he Stein. pronounces it. Stein. 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 Sorry, yeah. Hartenstein. Hartenstein. Yeah. I, Hartenstein. I keep going back and forth. I want to know for myself. <laughs> Trust me, it's very. I get confused. I yeah. sometimes say Stein, Stein. It goes back and forth. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. But for Hardenstein, you know, that's actually my X factor for tomorrow's game. Just because if you're not going to have Derek Lively, I see him overpowering uh, Dwight Powell. Who would your X factor be for the Mavericks tomorrow's game if you're going to have? Because we know look, you got Luca, you got Kyrie on that side, you got Randall and Brunson. I actually think this is a very difficult matchup because there's no real perfect matching for either players yeah. defensively. So right. who's your X factor, though, to put it over the top for the Mavericks? Good question. I, I'm going to go Derek Jones Jr. And I know people in New York are like, who? And yeah. first of all, his name is Derek. So you know he's going to play tomorrow. secondly, the kid, that, he's the epitome of an unsung hero. He's the epitome of a guy that what he gives you doesn't always show up in the stat sheet. Yeah, like yeah. the other night, he he had he made two or three plays down the stretch of that Timberwolves game yeah. that really had a huge impact on the game. He'll get a rebound. He'll draw a charge. He'll get a put-back dunk that brings the house down. He's just one of those guys, man, that you 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 don't pay attention to, but when, when the game is over, the coach will call him in the room and – Give him a lot of love because of the little different intangibles that he yeah. he uh, he puts out there. 
And, and he also mentioned that in their post game that you know, the team had a lot of confidence in going to him down the stretch in crunch time. Yeah. I mean, I mean, he missed the three. He said, and yeah. in the next timeout, Lucas said, "Hey, we're going right back to you and take the shot again." Uh, but then you know he he sees uh, the lane was open, drives down the lane, and and seals the game with a nice dunk. So it's a, it's a good story for him, a guy that he's been a journeyman, but can certainly yeah. fill a role with with his length, athleticism. Yes. He's, he's flying off and the charts and playing defense. Because, listen, better than I knew. You know, I tell him that every time I get a chance to talk to him. I'm like, man, I didn't know you were as good as ever, as, as you are. You, you, you've been under the radar yeah. as far as I'm concerned. He's made more threes this year. He's passed 50 already than he has his whole career. You know what I mean? He hasn't made as many threes um, throughout any of his years. He hadn't, hadn't made 53s. So this year he's passed that. And playing with Luca. Let me say this, will give you ample opportunity to not only score, but shoot open shots. And he's very confident in his little lefty that, uh, <laughs> that he shoots. But I like him a lot. I really do. I, and when Exum gets back, look out for the Mavericks. Yeah. When they, they yeah. get him back, the Mavericks are going to be special. There, there you go. There you go, man. The legend, Derek Harper. We got David Banks in the chat. Says, D-Harp, we love you, OG. Thanks for rapping. The city. We see uh, no, a number of number 11s going on in the chat. Rick Z in the chat, a franchise channel member, says, hey, Derek, you were one of my favorites. Go Knicks. Uh, upper echelon show, D-Harp, the legend in the chat. So a lot of love. For Derek Harper yeah. in the chat, man, and, and Harper, we, we definitely appreciate the time. And, you know, we started the show talking about the, the OG Ananobi trade and and how he just yeah. jumped out the gates hot for this team. I mean, a plus yes. 111 in five games. It wasn't so successful for you. you. You had shared a story with me in our first interview about how the fans treated you when you first got to New York. Just share that <laughs> Just share that one more time as, as we wrap uh, this okay. thing up, man, to just have a good laugh. Well, I, 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 I don't mind sharing it because <laughs> Because brutally, honestly, when I got got to New York, I struggled. And Greg Anthony has pointed that out a couple of times on uh, NBA TV. <laughs> but anyway, I um, I struggled, man. I, I really did. I, I was backing up Greg at the time. You know, Doc went down with the knee injury, and um, I couldn't find my footing. I, I was. Stand in a hotel, I was taking all of the stat sheets home, examining how I could find my niche. Which Riley, or come on, and I know what you can do. Come on, let's let's get it going. But for about seven, eight games, man, I was I was shaky. I was shooting air balls. I didn't have the confidence uh, on on either side of the ball, and I was coming off the bench one day, mad at everybody. I mean, assistant coaches, players teammates, you name it. I was all upset. And I guess a couple of fans behind the bench, they saw me kind of getting down on myself. And they're like, come on, Harper. You know, they asked Coach Riley, like, hey, Riles, is this what you traded for? Like, come on. You know, like, the guy's garbage. You know how they are in New York. They want to critique and tell you the truth about what's going on. And I know New York. I have been coming there for a lot of years. Mm -hmm. I know Nick fans are supposedly more knowledgeable than fans anywhere. I know you guys, both of you probably feel that way anyway. <laughs> but after that particular night, man, that's what jump-started my game. I said, after all, I said, shit, I got to – there's an expectation here for, uh, for me being in New York. And I finally 
started coming a little bit earlier to practice. Uh, Jeff Van Gundy, I love him to this day because every time I told him I was going to be there, he was there. He was there before I was, ready to rebound. I mean, there was no 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 ball machine sitting yeah, in the pass yeah. back to me. It was Jeff Van Gundy. <laughs> you know how feisty Jeff is, but yeah. he was rebounding for me, man, and I finally started to make some shots. And that does wonders for you as a player. If you see that ball go in a couple of times, you're confident it obviously grows. And mine grew. And I never looked back from there. My family was not with me at the time, but they came to a Detroit game. We played the Pistons on a Saturday afternoon, if I I remember correctly. And I think I knocked down a couple of threes, had about 18, 20 points. And from there, I never looked back. I felt like I was a part. Of the Knicks, I had I made a contribution in a big way, and uh, we went on a road trip west after struggling a little bit, and we had a big meeting. Coach Riley put myself and Anthony Barter Bonner in the starting lineup, man, and you know the rest is history. We should have beat the Rockets. Saw Scott yeah. Brooks last week; he's the assistant coach for the Trailblazers, and I told him. I asked him for my ring because there's no way in hell <laughs> they should have won that championship in 94. No way I just in hell. feel like that with all my heart. No, no way in hell, man. But as you said, Harp, you, you left your mark on this city. As I read some of the, the chats in, in the chat, people don't forget. We're in 2024. That was back in 94. So yeah. that that just goes to show you, man. I so, got love for New York, too. Always, always, man. Sure. And, and the feeling. That's why I'm on here with you. Ken. That's it. That's exactly right. That's exactly <laughs> right, man. A true friend of the You're program. Partner, yes. And Harp, we appreciate you, man. Good luck tomorrow. And, and let's yes, do this sir. again down the road, man. Okay, brother. You guys be good, okay? All right. Sounds good. Okay. Derek Harper, ladies and gentlemen. Happy New Year as well. Thanks again. Derek Harper, ladies and gentlemen. Hit that number 11 in the chat for you boys. What a shot. What a a, a segment. An 11 a.m. matinee edition of the show. But this is what we do, man. This is is one of of my favorite people. What's up? What's up, Al? Wait a minute. We had the former number 11 come on the show at 11 o'clock. Look at that. Whoa! And we're talking about Jalen Brunson, who's number eleven. Look at that! I like that, man. That that wasn't even on purpose. That was serendipity, as our guy Clyde says. Mm. Number eleven coming on at eleven o'clock, talking about number eleven. This is what we do here. You see how we put things together here, Al? Just like that, serendipity, man. Absolutely. That's a little bit of serendipity, Casey. Yeah, there it goes. <laughs> there it goes. There it goes. Big up to Clyde. And uh, and shout out to Harper, man. You know, like I said, he was, sure. he, was, he was without question one of my favorites and and a great person, great analyst, and always gives us time, man. Third, third time's a charm for Hop. Number 11's flying through the chat. So to everybody mm-hmm. who tapped in with us, who joined us on the matinee edition 678 on the check-in. If you guys are on the grind, leave us a hashtag grind in the chat. Brandon Guest, I see you. Brandon, we got your order. We got your merch order, so we're going to get that process. Salute. Salute to Rob Rich. Join the Franchise Channel members. Got your open gifting Franchise Channel membership. So salute to everybody for the support. Uh, Devin DiPietro, I see you out here. Femi, salute, salute. Who else we got here? Uh, D-Block, 1755, always in here. Salute to D-Block. Rambo, salute. Rambo, your T-shirt's going out today, so you should be getting yours this week as well. Salute to everybody in the chat, man. Great show for Harp. 
Uh, if you guys missed it, catch up, man. Salute to the Replay Gang, or you can catch us on all major podcast platforms. Remember that this show is presented by Underdog Fantasy. Play the Underdog Fantasy Pick'em Game or the Daily Fantasy Games. I beat Al last night. Use our code KFTV for an instant deposit match up to $100. I was waiting for how long that was. I was, wait, I was waiting for 80, how long that was going to 80. You know what? You gave it a valiant effort, bro. Like, it, it, was a, it was a closer score as you predicted it would be. But Anthony Davis yeah. just went off last night on the Raptors. That was a good yeah, game, I, man. I can't wait for the NBA report because I got to talk about the, yeah. those calls, man. This yeah. is ridiculous. Yeah, NBA report at 3 p.m. Uh, 3 p.m. today on the NBA report. Make sure you guys tap into that. We will have special guests. Uh, Esfandiar Baharaini. You heard him here first uh, when the OG Ananobi, RJ Barrett trade first went down. He was breaking it down. He's going to go. We're going to go talk a little bit more on those Raptors. Talk about RJ. His good game last night against the Lakers in a tough loss. The foul discrepancies. What's going on with Siakam? So uh, Raptors Nation, it's going to be a heavy Raptors show, but we're going to touch RJ as well. So Knicks fans, definitely uh, get in there and uh, and support. And uh, 12 o'clock, I'm headed over to uh, SNY. Head over to SNY YouTube channel. I will be on there with uh, with Ian Begley on the putback. As a matter of fact, let me put that link in the video, uh, in the chat right now. Let me put that link in the chat right now so you guys can basically just head on over there and let them know CP the Franchise sent you, man. There's the link in the chat. We'll see you guys in a little bit. Al, uh, we'll see you at 3 o'clock. Great show. Thank you again, Derek Harper. Uh, big up to our producers, Gambit Tyler. Great job on everything. Uh, Carlisle, salute. Just subscribe to the show. Jay.